I bought a new car. For the first time in my life, I have always uh, bought used cars. But this time, because of our bizarre economy, the used car happened to be more expensive than the new car. And I'm not that dumb. I bought a Subaru Cross Trek. And it has all these cool little doodads and announcements. I can't figure it all out. But this morning, I was driving to church, and the sun was rising. And you know how that morning sun can get blinding? So I'm putting down the visor, and the car beeps. It goes, ding, 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 ding. Your vision is impaired. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is so cool. My car is like rooting for me or something. Not that I couldn't tell that my vision was impaired, but hey, it's nice to have that alarm. I want to talk to you this morning about the devil. Now look around you. It's okay. This is the Episcopal Church. I know, I'm sounding more Pentecostal or Baptist, aren't I? But we are going to talk about the devil today. Well, you see, we are followers of Jesus, right? You're here, either virtually or in person, because you'd like to know more about Jesus. And we, as Christians, well, he said, come follow me, and we're trying, aren't we? And in order to follow Jesus, we're going to come head on into an encounter with the devil. And it doesn't take very long at all. Now, what kind of a person gets commissioned for a job and then on their first day of work takes off for a trip alone? Some kind of a vacation? It's very weird, isn't it? Jesus gets baptized. He's about to begin his ministry to do the work that God has called him to do. But before he starts, on his very first day, you could say, he takes off for the wilderness. Where for 40 days, he spends time alone. But I wouldn't call it a vacation. I think I would call it an orientation. You see, Jesus was doing one of the most important parts of his work in that desert all by himself. He was showing us that before we can do any good in the world at all, we have to first know our own minds. We have to learn how, not if, but how the devil tempts us. Now, what is the devil? There are many words, many names for this thing. Some call the dark one, the evil one. In the Lord's Prayer, 
It says, deliver us, not from evil, but the literal translation is, deliver us from the evil one. The Satan, which means the adversary, is another name. If the devil were on a Zoom call and had that parenthesis with um, pronouns beneath, the devil would be everything. He, she, it, they, what else do we have? Whatever, all of them. It is something outside of us that is not part of how we were made. It is the darkness that walks over the face of this earth. The reason that human beings cannot seem to get along. The reason our world is so broken. So if we are going to follow Jesus, the first thing that we must do is to learn the landscape of our own minds. Because we cannot help other people if we don't know how evil tempts us. Now Jesus was human and he was God. But as human, like all humans, evil came and tempted him. And he knew it was going to happen, so he went off alone so he could hear it and see it. Because the most essential piece in battling the devil is becoming aware of the presence of the devil. Most things that we do, we do unconsciously. Most bad things that we do, we do because we do not understand that we are being tempted. And therefore, we do not know how to say no. The devil wants to keep you busy, oh so busy all the time and never reflecting on yourself, never spending time alone, rushing from one thing to the other. The devil wants you to spend your entire life unconscious of who you really are because you will never be able to do truly good work if you live unconsciously. So the most important thing we can do as followers of Christ is to awaken to who we are and to understand how it is that the evil one tempts us. And the best analogy that I personally have found are glasses. So about a month ago, I went paddle boarding in Blue Springs, Florida, and they said, wear your sunglasses. And I had them on my head, but when I put them down, I couldn't see the manatees as well because the sunglasses darkened my vision. So I put them up to look at the manatees, then I put them down. What the devil does is put lenses in front of your eyes, a pair of glasses, you could say, so that when you look through them, you see the world with distorted vision. When Jesus went out into the desert, the first distortion that the devil introduces to Jesus 
is one of the key ones for all of us. The devil said, make your needs more important than anything else in the world. If you're hungry, eat. Even though you said you were going to fast, just gratify your desires. We all face that temptation, don't we? I know during the pandemic, I would sit in front of the television at around 8 o'clock at night, having already had dinner and dessert, and I'd say, oh, but I'd love a bowl of ice cream. It can be as relatively harmless as that, or as terrible as the man that I saw who literally drank himself to death, because all he saw was that he needed to gratify his desire. That was how he looked at the whole world. The second lens that the devil puts in front of Jesus is that of power, success. You can rule the whole world if you just bow down to me. Worship money, worship success, worship people liking you. Those are so important. You should do anything anything to make those happen. And lastly, lastly, the devil puts in front of Jesus the lens of despair. Why don't you just throw yourself down from this cliff? All voices of self-hatred self-loathing, fear, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not skinny enough, you're not successful enough, all of those distortions come from the evil one. Jesus was tempted in three ways. I think I'm tempted in more like 500. How about you? Most of the lenses that we put on we learn somewhere in childhood. When something hard happens to us, some way of coping with the world. I knew a woman who had the lens of fear, and she was so scared that she couldn't leave her apartment except to walk to church and then go home. She was terrified of everything. I knew a man who was so full of rage he would scream at people, was constantly fired from jobs, but he saw through the lens of people attacking him. All the time, people were out to get him. That's what he saw. I have seen family members, good people, good, honest people, who hate each other, who cannot see their relative clearly who look through this distorted lens at each other and spend their whole lives consumed with hatred. Think of Vladimir Putin. For some reason, he thinks that he should, that he can invade another country. What is it that prevents us from seeing clearly we need an alarm like I have on my Subaru that says, ding, 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 you're not seeing clearly. 
And that, my friends, is where our community comes in. One of the reasons why over and over again I keep talking to you about finding your people, getting in a small group, is because if you walk with other believers, they can point out your blind spots. They can be like that Subaru that says, ding, 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 I don't think you're seeing clearly. You're too frightened, you're too angry, you seem addicted, you're too hard on yourself. Whatever it is, sometimes we need to ask for help because we all have blind spots and they're not your fault. The scripture is very clear that every human being is made good in the image of God but that evil like a snake slips into our lives, distorting our vision, preventing us from becoming who we are. Jesus saw the devil clearly, right away. But for most of us, it takes almost all of our lives to understand how our vision has been distorted. But we can listen to others who see more clearly. And you may see clearly in one way and someone else in another. Rely on each other. Hold on to each other. Guide each other through this life. St. Paul says, in this life we see through a glass dimly, but then we will see face to face there will be a time when all lenses are lifted and we can see the beauty of God who adores you and always has. But until that time, we walk on this earth with the deceptive one, the deceiver, and we must understand how that one works in our own minds and we must learn to ask for help when we need it. As followers of Christ, I want you to know yourselves so that you can minister to the world. Amen. <laughs>